0: One of the most commonly used words this year was inflation. According to Google, searches for the word quadrupled between 2020 and 2022. Why the sudden interest in this standard economic term? Inflation across the West surged to unprecedented levels during 2022, hitting on average 11.5% across the EU. While in the US, supposedly the world's strongest economy, inflation climbed to as high as 9.1%. But what does that mean for you and I? Let's use an example. Let's say you head to the supermarket to do your weekly shop, and last year's inflation was 0%, but this year's inflation is 10%. That means that you have two options. Pay 10% more than you paid for the exact same shopping you bought at the exact same supermarket last year, or if you can't afford it or can't borrow enough to do so, you'll need to remove 10% worth of the items from your trolley. That's pretty hard if you're trying to get by on the bare essentials. It sounds like something out of a Charles Dickens novel, doesn't it? But this is actually a reality that millions of people face this year. What's more, Western politicians appear to be entirely clueless about the matter. Take a look at Biden telling the world that US inflation was zero, when reality it had reached a peak of 9.1%. Actually, I just want to say a number, zero. Today, we received news that our economy had zero percent inflation in the month of July. Zero percent. That came as a shock to Christine Lagarde, the current head of the European Central Bank. Inflation has um, just pretty much come about from nowhere. Apparently, inflation came out of nowhere. This is even more shocking, as before her current highly paid job, She had another such lucrative employment as the head of the International Monetary Fund. That's the institution that controls and monitors the entire global financial system. But have no fear, Western leaders are quick to provide us with an explanation why. You guessed it, as per usual, it's all Vladimir Putin's fault. Today's inflation report confirmed what America's already know. Putin's price hike is hitting America hard. Make no mistake, inflation is largely the fault of Putin. Putin's invasion of Ukraine has driven up gas prices and food prices all over the world. I'm going to do everything I can to minimise Putin's price hike here at home. They fail to mention that over the past 24 months, the US and its allies have printed a vast amount of money, not seemingly understanding that for every single extra banknote you print, each bill becomes more and more worthless. Thus giving this money to institutions and companies that have a reduced demand in goods and services due to a more or less global lockdown would have a knock-on effect. Printing vast amounts of money tends to always cause what economists call hyperinflation. Even a basic history book will show you this. The first example in modern history was the 1929 Wall Street crash, which contributed to the dire economic conditions in Germany, which led in part To the rise of Adolf Hitler and the Nazi Party. There are now double the amount of US dollars in circulation than in 2019. No wonder inflation is through the roof when there is twice as much of the world's reserve currency circulating for the same amount of goods and services. That's down to economies not growing substantially due to the freeze forced upon them more or less by the global lockdown due to COVID 19. So, what's the solution? And how do we get back to normal? Central banks feel that they have the answer. That's right. You and I need to pay more in order to fix the mess that they have caused. Right now, the central banks of the US, EU and UK are increasing the rates that you and I have to pay for credit. Credit that many of us are being forced into due to the inflated price of goods and services. These are called interest rates, which are set at a baseline by our governments. The banks justify this by telling us that they are being hit by the rise in goods and services and need to charge us more so that they won't go bankrupt. That's not to mention the rather farcical claim that they also need to charge us more in order to fund billions upon billions of aid to Ukraine in order to combat the energy crisis caused by their sanctions on Russian oil and gas. Don't we all wish that we could offset our mortgage or credit card payments against someone else? Unfortunately, the world doesn't work like that for you and I, but it does for them. So what is the knock-on effect of this? The less money you have, the less you are going to buy. Once you have maxed out your credit card, which now costs even more to pay off due to the increased interest, you become significantly poorer. If you are poorer, so is your country. And thus we start to see a steep decline into poverty for entire countries. It isn't rocket science to work this one out. But it's not all doom and gloom for some, especially if you are American. Inflation in the US and across major European countries shows some signs of slowing, thanks to a number of restrictive measures conducted by institutions halting among many things, the printing of yet more dollars into the now hyperinflated casino we call the global economy. US lawmakers have just passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which has been met with pure disbelief by lawmakers globally, but predominantly those in the EU that have been seemingly nodding their heads and complying with US fiscal demands over the past few years with little to no resistance. This act is an isolationist policy by the United States incentivizing domestic productions of goods, putting foreign partners out and forcing them to produce goods and services inside the US, which if added to the already ravaging energy crisis and sanctions will become a catastrophe for the global economy. This means that as goods and services are produced domestically in the US, they will become cheaper for US consumers. Whereas for anyone else outside the US that is used to buying cars made in their country of origin, prices will become vastly more expensive. This further inflates the price for the rest of us, but decreases the price for anyone in the US. In layman's terms, this will result in the US economy reversing the effects of the past two years on their people, but increasing the pain and suffering for everyone else. The Inflation Reduction Act has received so much additional scrutiny in Europe and also in the rest of the world. There is a risk that the IRA can lead to unfair competition, could close markets and thus fragment the very same critical supply chains that have already been tested by Covid. We are in Europe really at the point where we risk to be de-industrialised. We have to react with strength now. So, Is it too late for global leaders to reverse the effects and counter the US at this quite obvious game it is playing? Well, the answer to that is difficult. The US also controls the world's reserve currency, the US dollar. Most global governments and their central banks hold large amounts of dollars and bonds. A deflated US economy means that the cost of buying dollars will decrease. Will this be enough to save the global economy? In my view, this is a huge gamble. No wonder so many countries have had enough and are now moving away from holding and trading in US dollars. They are now opting to hold currencies that have not been printed like monopoly money, such as the Chinese yuan, the Russian ruble, even Bitcoin. If the US dollar ceases to be the be all and end all of global finance, governments worldwide will have more sovereignty over their own finances and economies, leading to a far more democratic multipolar world that will be a true free market. Something that the US allegedly fought its war of independence for.